This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I am excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Listen, we have a very special guest today, my sister, uh, Mrs. Carol Griffiths. Uh, she is a freedom coach at uh, Pathway uh, Kingdom Life Coaching. She's doing some great work there. Uh, I know for a fact that her assignment, um, and I know she has it on her website, but I've seen her walk this thing out. Her assignment is to share the truth about love and freedom and marriage. And she's, she does that effectively, but she's doing it in a unique way. A unique God has called her to a unique assignment. And we're going to kind of unpack that today. So Carol, welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Jesse. It is awesome yeah. to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And so, Carol, you're you're in Nassau right now, right? I am. That, that's where you're based. Okay. Yeah. So, if you guys hear some water behind her, that's probably she probably sitting by the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, so Carol, um, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, marriage enrichment, and you know, you're really doing good things around wife enrichment, wife preparation, and stuff like that. We want to get into that as mm -hmm. well, but we want to first identify what your kingdom message is. So what would you say your kingdom message is? Jesse, in a nutshell, my kingdom message is that God loves you deeply and limitlessly and that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate that God created you to be. That's the message he's given me to steward in this season. Yeah, whole healed Helpmate. Yes. And let me, can can I break that down? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Okay. So when I talk about being whole, that is understanding who you are as an image bearer of God, grasping the fullness of your kingdom identity. Because the thing about it, every human being, whether saved or not, is created in God's image. God created mankind in his image. And he created each human with a specific blueprint that is specific to their role, their function, their assignment in the earth, right? And he gave us everything that we would need to fulfill our assignment, which includes our gender, where we were born, who we were born to, the gifts, the strengths, even the peculiarities and the quirks that we have, right? And so wholeness is seeing yourself through God's lens and understanding that I reflect the image of God and I'm going to be true to who God created me to be, not who someone else says that I should be, yeah. right? And then the healing part is to understand that we live in a fallen world. And because we live in a fallen world, and even though we were created in God's image, we are imperfect beings. And therefore, we have gone through rel relational hurt. We have emotional scars. We've been exposed to trauma, some trauma we don't even identify as trauma. And therefore, there's a lot of wounding and pain that we carry in us 
sometimes from the womb, from childhood, from previous relationships, whether they be friendships or romantic relationships or just sexual relationships, because we have to admit, everybody who is having, you know, adult relations, they're not really in a real relationship. And all of these things scar us. And so many people are walking around with wounds and interacting with other people from their woundedness because they haven't even first acknowledged that they are hurt, that they are carrying scars, that they have gaping wounds, that they've put band-aids of alcohol or another relationship over. And so God is saying, a part of my love for you is I want to heal you of all of the things that keep you from being who I created you to be. So there's the wholeness, the identity, there's the healing, letting go of the extra weight so that you can really walk in the freedom and then the helpmate part is so crucial to my message, Jesse, because a lot of us have been taught through good-meaning, well-meaning church people that helpmate means wife. And if you go back to the original text of Genesis 2, where the helpmate is mentioned, where God says, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable to him. Helper, Hebrew word, Aitsa. Aitsa is not an insubordinate being. It is a person that is comparable to the male, which is the female, because, and then we have to do the proper analysis of the word because we have to understand Genesis 2, we have to include Genesis 1, where God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man, humans, in our image, male and female, he created them. Male and female, he created them and gave them the mandate to have dominion over the birds, the cattle, the ground, every other aspect of creation, but not over each other. Mm -hmm. And so when we tie in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, and we come to the helpmate portion, the helpmate is the female represents aspects of the Godhead that the male doesn't have. And together, together, they have dominion over the earth. And so the female is necessary to help the male. And just like I'm on this podcast with you, I'm a female, you're a male. You're helping me spread the message, which is a part of my mandate. This is going to be a part of your show, which is your mandate. I'm helping you. You're helping me. We're not married, but I'm serving as a helpmate. Yeah, because yeah. men and women are to help each other to fulfill the assignment that God put us here to do. And so we have to move away from thinking, and especially for women, there's a, there's a weight on women to feel inadequate and incomplete if you don't have a husband. And so then there's this pressure to get married quickly, and then you end up marrying out of season to the wrong person. And then you're in a marriage, and you're going through things, and you're saying, well, God, I did everything the right way. Why am I going through all of this? Because you entered a covenant without fully understanding what you were entering. Yeah. So that's the help me portion to really break down. You don't have to be married to be useful and purposeful. And if you Hero. choose to be married, get married for the right reason, which is to glorify God, not just so you could have legal sex. 
not just so you could procreate, but to fulfill the purpose that God has for your union. You said so much, Carol. You said, woof. I you know I could end the podcast right there like that right there alone that what you just talked about is 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 enough really, um, but you said several things that that keep popping up in my brain as you're talking. You said seeing ourselves through the lens of God, right? Mm -hmm. You also said you know you when, when you're talking about Genesis one and two, talking about uh, a, a suitable partner like somebody that's suitable for you, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody, and I, I want you to break that down too, just a second. But as you're talking, um. The first one of the first things you said is like we're carrying around a bunch of trauma, some things that we may have been taught, some things we've been experienced, some decisions that we've made on our own. All these things we're carrying around with us and we're dating around. And like I just see a bunch. I see it's like bumping into one another. We're bumping into one another. And as we're bumping into one another, the residue of that trauma is rubbing off on other people. And if, if we're not careful, if we're, if, if we're not healed then that residue is like can be traumatic to them as well, right? And so can can you talk about those three things? Talk about the lens of God and like what that really means to somebody who does who doesn't know what it means, mm -hmm. who's had a, a rough past, who maybe who maybe didn't have a, a good relationship with God. Like what does that the lens of God mean? And also talk about the whole suitable piece as well. Okay, so this is the thing. I've been in spaces and I've had conversations with many people who paint this picture of God as the judgmental, fire and brimstone, wrath, all of this, right? And can I tell you, Jesse, one year I decided that I was going to read through the Bible. And so I went through the Bible in that year from Genesis to Revelation. And what I discovered in that, and it wasn't studying, it was just reading because you can't read, you can't study, you know what I mean? It takes a lot to study it, right? But in reading it like a storybook from Genesis to Revelation, the one message that is prevalent, that is primary from Genesis to Revelation is that God loves us. Everything that he does or doesn't do is out of love. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around God's limitless, unconditional love. And unconditional means without condition. You don't have to do anything for God to love you. It also means that, you know, people have this thing of, well, I can be a better Christian than you. But what does that even mean? Because God loves us no matter what we do or don't do. He's not like our parents who may be disappointed and decide that, oh, I'm kicking you out the house or I'm kicking you out the will or whatever. He's not like the dad that said he would come and never shows up. He's not like the mother who competes with you. He's not like the siblings who, you know, they're fighting for a position in the family. No, God loves you. And that means that no matter what you do, God is ready to receive you with open arms, with love. And the things that we feel bad about when we sin, when we do something wrong, when we fall short and we feel as if, oh my gosh, God must hate us. He does not want anything to do with us anymore. And he is there like, no, I really love you. And the more I embraced that was the more I realized, huh, I could take a risk in business because if I mess up, God's love is still there to help me, to help me to re-navigate, like to spring back from a mess up, 
right? And then it's not this pressure of, oh my gosh, if I'm not married by 21 and if I don't have perfect children by 25, like I'm do- I've am i done something wrong and God is going to cast me out. No, all we have to do to get salvation is to accept Jesus, right? So we're not earning salvation. That's guaranteed. You say, I believe Jesus is Lord, then you're saved. You're, you're good. But it's walking it out and we have to walk it out. But we're walking it out with a loving father who whose aim is to love us more than it is to punish us. He's not looking like, what you doing? Let me write down all these wrongs. And that frees us, right? So anybody listening, I want you to understand God loves you. No matter what you have done or not done, whether you feel like you influence a million people or you could barely influence an ant. God loves you. It's not based on what you're doing or not doing, right? And then in terms of the suitable partner, and I want to, I want to dive in there and correct that because it's not even, like I said, the ATSA is not just a suitable partner in terms of a suitable wife. The 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 concept of Genesis 2 was that the man was created first and there was no counterpart because then God went on to create animals, right? So Genesis 2 expounds on Genesis 1. And so he created animals. Animals aren't equal to a human, right? And so then the female is suitable, comparable, complementary to the male. A dog could not, as much as we love our fur babies, a dog nor a cat could come on this podcast, on this show, and have this interview with you. It just couldn't, right? So I am a female. I have different parts than you have. But this is how my husband likes to say it. On the outside, men and women are different, right? There are different reproductive organs. There are different parts that we have that you don't have, right? But at our core, at our soul level, at our spirit level, we're one. We're equal. We're comparable because we're, we're the soul is the image of God. The spirit is the image of God. It's just that our body parts are different. And because our body parts are different and then the parts, the essence of God that he put in the female versus the male, they complement each other. So in the terms of male and female generally, suitable means that I am your equal. The female is equal to the male. The female is an image bearer just like the male. The female has divine power just like the male but our functions are different. Now, when it comes to marriage, suitable has different factors. And this is where the wholeness comes in too. Because if you are whole, you understand your identity, you understand your purpose. And because our overall purpose as humans is to glorify God. Individually, we glorify God by doing what he put us here to do. So we have to understand okay, God has given me traits like being analytical and being nurturing and being um, a good planner, a good organizer. 
Where does he want me to use this? God has given me the skill of teaching. Where does he want me to use this? Right? There are people who have a heart for the underprivileged, right? Some people who have a heart to go to countries, to cities, to, to, to towns where the Bible isn't available, right? And, and to minister in these, in these repressed cultures. And so when you understand your purpose and I understand my purpose, if I meet the man that is called to go into the depths of Africa and India and spread the, the message to those deeply impoverished areas, I would have known, I don't think that we are meant to be married. Maybe God has something that we could do to help one another, but to say marry and live to, and because our paths are different. I don't feel called to go into those nations. You understand? So in terms of marriage, it goes beyond, okay, you saved and I saved. You're a Christian, I'm a Christian. No. Or you, you know, so it's, it's, it's multiple things and it's bigger than, do our bank accounts match? No, that's not because God provides for what he purposes. So it doesn't even matter what your bank account is. Right. And then money is something that you could have today and lose today. So we have to align with purpose because the purpose for getting married, God's purpose for joining people in marriage is for them to collectively fulfill the purpose. So I help my husband fulfill God's purpose for him. My husband helps me fulfill God's purpose for me. And together we have a joint purpose. Right. And so. If you don't know who you are, how are you going to know who is suitable? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's in terms of marriage. Yeah. And I know we're, I know you're going to go a little bit deeper in that as we go along because you actually have a program that's going to that helps women understand I think that may be like one of the preliminary things you do in the beginning, correct me if I'm wrong, like helping them really understand their purpose and you know like before they get married. So we're going to talk about that because I I think that's good stuff. As somebody who's been married for going on 15 years, like I know one of the things that I looked at before I, before I even met my wife, when, when I felt like God was was transitioning me from the dating world into like, okay, now I'm preparing you to be exclusive with somebody. Like mm -hmm. I, I actually heard that. He was like, okay, mm -hmm. before I bring somebody into your life, you got to work this stuff out right here. You got to, mm -hmm. you know. And so he was preparing me for my wife before I even knew who she was, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I believe like that kind of stuff happens. And yes. so like we, we know, and I was about 15 minutes of talking about, you know, like what your, um, what your kingdom assignment is, uh, what your kingdom message is now some good eating right there. But I also want to talk about, um, who needs this message? Like who mm -hmm. is the targeted, who is the woman who needs what you have? What, what do they look like? What do they live? Like talk about all that, all that stuff. Yeah. So the woman who needs this message is the woman who is mature. And when I say mature, I mean, technically we can put an age, a, a number on mature, right? Like I could say mid thirties and older, but there's also a level of, because some people mature earlier, like their mental or emotional or spiritual maturities exceeds their biological age. Right. But when I say mature, it's really the woman who has been walking with the Lord for a considerable number of years. They have a certain level of spiritual maturity and they have a desire to be married. And because that desire to be married has not been met yet, 
they're frustrated, they're disappointed, they're discouraged, they're thinking that maybe they're not as saved as they think they are. Maybe God doesn't love them as much as people say that he loves, right? Because I'm praying for this thing and it has not yet manifested, right? And so that's one of the women that I deal with. Those women who, based on what they see around them, because in a lot of churches, you see people get married in their 20s. So if you're in your 30s and you have not, and even I've met some women who are in their 20s and they still feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind schedule, right? And I'm like, really? You're such a baby. But anyway, so, but it just is, it depends on perspective because you have some people that their parents got married at 20, their best friends got married at 22. So if you're 28 and you've been serving, if you've been Christian from 15, 28, you feel like, come on, God, have you forgotten me? So that's why I say mature is, it's mature. Like you've been at this and you feel like this is something that has been denied you. You have degrees, you're making progress in, in on your job, in your career, you're advancing, you have all of these certifications, you're moving, you're moving and you have, you're using your gifts in the church, right? And people are calling you to do whatever it is that you do in the church. People call, if you sing, they calling you to sing or to usher or to preach, whatever it is, but you going home alone, right? And it's like, what's going on? And so the message is, sis, ain't nothing wrong with you. Your timetable is your timetable. God knows where you are. God ain't, God ain't slack or deficient. And I can speak from experience. <laughs> when God is ready for you to connect with that man, oh, he is not going to miss your address. And it don't matter what nobody tell you about, oh, you have to do this, that, or whatever to get them. No, no, no. God is going, if he has to plant that man in your living room, he will plant that man in your living room. I'm telling you, right? So that's one set. And then, Jesse, there's also, this is something God, because I, I wrestled with the single woman. I was like, God, that's so limiting. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, God, I've had married women that I've served. So how can I now just be like, I'm only dealing with single women, right? And God said to me, Carol, there are married women who are living single. I was like, come on now, break it down. Let's do this. Let's break it down. And so he was like, you know it. He's like, there are women, there are couples who are married, but they live separately in some way, shape or form. They are, and I've seen them. Married people where the wife goes on vacation with the children and the the husband goes on vacation by himself or with his friends, right? Uh, Couples where it's my money, it's my money, and okay, we'll join just enough to cover, but you can't know how much I make, and I don't know, and you know, you could borrow money from me if you, I don't know, God is like, that's not, (laughs) that's not the two becoming one, right? And, And then you have, Couples that are sleeping in separate rooms, couples that are continuously living in separate cities or islands or countries, right? And so he's like, and then there are women who want to blend their lives. And this may be the case with men too. They want to blend their lives with their husbands, but the husband is choosing to be out there having multiple families or whatever, because you got married just to get married and you married someone who wasn't even saved. So being faithful is not even on their radar, right? And in my culture, infidelity is huge. So you're saying, now I'm, I'm, I'm being um, 
facetious when I'm saying this, right? Because I, I want you to go a little bit deeper. You're saying that this kind of stuff is happening in the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. In the kingdom <laughs> of God. And you know what, Jesse? It goes back years ago. God gave me the break. I, I came across an article or something. It was talking about intimacy, right? And it said, intimacy is into me see, right? When you allow someone to see into you. And the thing what I have seen, observed, and even lived to a certain extent is we don't allow ourselves to be intimate with God. We don't allow God to see into, well, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds dumb because God sees and knows everything, but we still try to hide parts of us from God, right? right? And then we don't ask God to reveal himself to us because the Bible speaks of that. Like if you ask him, he will reveal, because we're his friends, we're supposed to be his mm. friends. Like he will reveal the secrets of the kingdom to us if we seek them out. And so listen to me. I had Christian people tell me, Carol, don't join accounts with your husband. Don't let your husband know how much money you make. And I'm like, I'm going to lay next to this man and trust him with my body, but I can't trust him with my money. Like, I don't, that, that doesn't, I don't understand that. Like, how does that work? And so, yeah. And then like, there were church, I, there, I know church women who, Cause I traveled with them. <laughs> I'm like, where your husband? Like, where? And and that's when I was single. And then as a married woman, and I'm talking about, oh, my husband and I went on vacation, and I had a woman look at me, and she looked all together, Jesse. I mean, she has a nice job, she has a son, she has a house, she has the husband. They go to church together, and she was like, the last time my husband and I went away together was our honeymoon. And they had, they were in double digits of marriage. I was like, hold on. I don't understand. Like you have, I was like, y'all haven't been away. And she's like, no, I've been away. <laughs> we just don't go away together. And I'm like, that is such a renewing thing for my husband. I mean, even though we live together and he's here every day, like going away with him rejuvenates and, and replenishes in a different way. I'm like, wow. And and then like just to see, I had another person that said, you know, they went through something and they didn't bother their husband to help them. And I'm like, Ecclesiastes speaks of two being better than one. And if that's your husband, why is it a bother? Like, that's what y'all are there to do, to help one another. So why do you feel like you can't, like it's a you know what I mean? So these are and all of these people are Christian people. Yeah. Who know the word to an extent, but they're not letting the word permeate and be what drives how they live. You know, Carol, you're you're sharing some man. This is, I'm not sure if you wrote a book on this, but you need to. Like this is this is some this is some good stuff that not just not just for women, but for a man who has a wife and has children. This is good stuff for me to hear. Like, um, because it it really helps to illuminate the areas where I can support my wife. I can be where I can be a better suitor for, for, for my wife in, in, in the areas of, of, of life too. So thank you for this. Um, because you're sharing so much wisdom, I know this wisdom didn't just come from a book, right? I know this wisdom didn't just come from you going to school and studying this. You had to walk this stuff out. 
So share, like, why are you the one to share this kingdom message? Like, why you out of all people in the world? You know, Jesse, this is what I have discovered and recently, well, I mean, even from when I started the business, I've, I've seen people talk about these things, right? And I know that I'm not the only person that has a, a message of this nature, but I also know that my voice is necessary in this area because, like you said, I've lived it, right? Yeah. I have lived it. I am a Christian woman that got married at 40 after serving for well over a decade in the kingdom of God, right? So I've walked the single saved life. I've had to find my peace in my singleness and to fight off what people have made, the, the, the feelings, the, the words that, that made me feel like I was less than because I wasn't married yet, right? And to understand that, no, God has a purpose for me as a single person, and I can enjoy my single years. And I don't have to feel desperate or insignificant because I don't have a husband. And then I got married, and then I didn't have children, <laughs> So you satisfy the marriage part, but you ain't got no children. Like I've had someone say that they was sharing my testimony and, and they talking about me and the person responded, well, what kind of faith does she have? She doesn't have any children, so she can't really be a Christian. And I was like, somebody questioned my Christianity because I don't have children? Like, because I'm in control of that. I'm like, no, God is in control of our path. And even though children was a part of my desire, like I've accepted God has a different plan. You know what I mean? And so, so that's another thing that, that I understand what it's like. Like I've always been the person that would move ahead and could still remember, you know, you have those adults who act like they're so perfect and they've never sinned. And so they come down hard on teenagers. But when I was in youth, when I was a youth leader, I was the youth leader was like, girl, I understand. Homie, I get it. But I still telling you, wrap it up, keep it in your pants. Right. You know, so I'm like, I can relate to where you've been. I haven't forgotten what it was like to be a teenager. And now that I'm at this stage, I haven't forgotten what it was like to be single. And then because I got married so late and I have always had this thing for relationships, I've been studying marriage and relationships from I first got saved in my twenties because I was preparing because God gave me a word that I would break the generational curse of divorce in my family. And so I was preparing for this. <laughs> And so I was convinced I was not going to go through any issues in my marriage because I came in prepared. And then I got, and I was like, I don't understand why married people have an issue with this, that, or whatever. And then I got married. And let me tell you, all of those issues <laughs> slapped me in the face. And I was like, oh. But the beauty of being prepared was I knew how to navigate it. It was like, Okay, you caught me off guard a little bit, but let me lean on the things that I studied before I got married. Let me go into my prayer closet. Let me go to the word that I say is true. And so that is, and then I've, you know, so yeah, so that that's the thing that I feel like, and then plus, oh, sorry. Another thing 
I believe in keeping it real. I'm not afraid to say the things that people are afraid to say. Right. <laughs> I'm not afraid to go to places that people are afraid to go. I'm going to be the one calling out lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. No, that ain't God. No, God, God is not saying that. No, you're not less than because you don't have a husband. No, you're not less than because you don't have children. No, you're not less than because you don't have a million dollars in your bank account. No, you don't have to give your soul and be it. Then I'm going to also be, be the one that says, listen here, woman of God, you don't need to be in church. Every time the door opens, if you have a man at home, that needs to be tended to. And when I say tended to, that's not just sex or cooking or cleaning, but he needs your presence. He needs your, your attention. You know, you have a lot of Christian women that are married to unsaved men or men who have backslidden or whatever the case may be. And they're in church 24 seven praying for the man while other women are praying on their man. And God is trying to tell you, go home and be the wife that I created you to be. Mm -hmm. Wife comes before church member. Mm -hmm. Your home is your first ministry. Yeah. Talk about the balance between what you're talking about, because somebody who may be listening to this right now, they they, they may be in the either or, com, mm -hmm. you know, Either I'm doing this or I'm doing this, but mm -hmm. it don't have to be either or it can be and right. So talk mm -hmm. about the and. Yes. And I also want to add that I am not giving your husband an excuse to be unfaithful. Yeah. Because if he chooses to be unfaithful, that is on him. And don't take responsibility because you always in church. Amen. But what I am saying is to be so in tune to God that you are hearing what he says to do, right? And you mentioned whether I've written a book about this. Well, I have written a book about the freedom part that I have, uh, Free to Be Me, Three Keys to Living Loved and Free. But what is coming up, I've spent this year getting the material for a new book that is based on the SOAR principle that God gave me, S-O-A-R, and it is Surrender to God's Will, Obey What God is Telling You to Do, align with God's best for you and rule in your sphere of influence, right? And so he's walked me through what that looks like in different seasons. And that's going to come out hopefully in 2022. Yeah, so put that out. Put that out. Um, and when you, when, when you do, you, you have a platform to come to, to talk about it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, and so this, like I said previously, the intimacy part is so important because, and I'm, I'm a, Give me some steps. Give me a checklist so I could check things off. I'm, I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. So I love lists. So I have been trying to get God to give me like a foolproof plan that I could just follow every day. Like give me 10 steps to do every day so I could have a perfect life. And he's like, no. <laughs> there are general principles that are laid out in the Bible already. But the thing about it is God wants relationship with us. God wants us to, to know that he is here with us. That's why when Jesus said, I have to go so the Holy Spirit can come and dwell with you and you will have the comfort of the counselor with you always because the Holy Spirit was, is in us when we accept Jesus as Lord. And mm. so to answer your question, what does that look like in terms of serving and serving in ministry, ministering in the church or the local church setting 
versus ministering at home. And that looks like being attentive to what God is saying each day and each season, right? Because we we have seasons, just like the earth has seasons, right? And if you're in the Bahamas, we don't really see seasons as much as where you are, because, you know, it's summer all basically, <laughs> 11 months of the year, right? So, but we still have seasons because we have seasons when the flowers are there and the flowers drop off and all the rest of that stuff. We have planting season and we have harvest season. And so just life is seasonal. And so serving in the church setting looks different season by season. Serving at home looks different season by season. And I'm going to give, if you're a single woman or a single man even, the Bible even speaks of it. It says, if you are single, you can devote your time fully to the work of the Lord. But if you are married, your, 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 your attention is divided because you have to be concerned about the needs of your spouse, right? And so when you're single, you can serve in church more because it's only you. But even as a single person, you still have to learn to say no, because there are times when you need to just spend time with you and God. There are times where you need to take care of your soul and pouring out from an empty vessel, you're going to get burnt out. So you can't, you still shouldn't be in church 24 seven because you still need time away for just you and God. God pulled away. Jesus pulled away and went off by himself to hear from the father what the father wanted him to do. So as a single woman or a married woman or man, you have to be in tune to, even if you're the pastor, you should take time off to spend time alone with God, spend time with your wife and or children, right? Because it's necessary. Like we have to live a balanced life. And so we have to hear. There are times, Jesse, can I tell you, I normally get up early. I try to have my devotions before my husband gets up. And sometimes I'm out front and I'm having my devotions and I'll be like, okay, God, what are we doing today? And God would be, and I'm thinking like ministry, like work is my work is ministry. Right? And I'm thinking like work related. And he'll be like, your husband's going in late today. Close this book, go back in the bedroom and spend some time with your husband. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have so much things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And yep. I've had to learn. Okay. All right. And it's not always like spend time, like it's going to lead to sex. Sometimes, yeah. you know, we're married. So, but sometimes it's just the conversation. Sometimes it's just rub his feet. Like, you know, it's just like for him to know that he's important and I'm not putting the work before him. Yeah. Because yeah. God doesn't require that. God, even God doesn't want us to be so busy working that we don't have time to spend with him. Yeah. You're talking about relationship and that's what relationship is. Like it, sometimes it just requires you just to be there, to have mm -hmm. presence. Right. And mm -hmm. I get it. You know, I, I've sat on my couch behind me that, you know, I'm like, okay, guy, what's, what's the plan for the day? He said, I need you to clean your office up today. Go wash those clothes over there. Go ahead and go, go, go tell your son how much he, he means to you. Like just little stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and we, when we are obedient to whatever that moment requires, when we are good stewards of those moments, Mm -hmm. then like God is really setting us up for something in the future. I, yes. I, we got, we got to know that like yes. everything that God does is strategic. Yes. So if, if, if he's telling you to clean your, your office up or to wash those clothes, it might be to free your time up for something that's coming, you know? So exactly. just, just like, just really, for those of you who are listening, um, it doesn't always, it doesn't have to be hard. 
Mm-hmm. Re- like relationship doesn't have to be hard. It's about a rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding, like really knowing God's heart. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know what it is tomorrow, know it for the moment. Okay, what is what is God's heart for this moment right now? And just and like just really being obedient to that. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's all it takes for you to get a breakthrough or to mm-hmm. to get an answer that you've been wanting, or just to be like, okay, God, it's just me and you today. Like we we chilling today, all right? Yeah. And so. No, we, we, we talked about your kingdom message. We talked about who it's for. We talked about why they need it. We talked about why you're the one to share this message. But I also want to do something real. I want to do something fun right now before we end. So every now and then, and I only do it when Holy Spirit kind of leads me to, I have a, a segment that I call You Say It, right? I, I don't do it all the time, but I'm doing it today. It's called You Say It. And You Say It is just me simply going through your social media Scrubbing through some of your posts, right? And then uh, asking you about what you said, all right? So about six days ago, (laughs) you said this. You said, sometimes we get stuck waiting to have all the pieces before we make a move. Or we may take a step or two, but get discouraged when we don't see the results we expected. I hope this post encourages at least one person to start and at least one other person to keep going. That's what you said. Now, why did you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's true. (laughs) Because um, like the planner in me, and I am a recovering perfectionist, and I am someone who has struggled with the fear of failure, right? Normally, perfectionism and fair failure go together. And so I have wanted, and like I just said previously, you know, I want God to give me like a 10 step to do every day and I could check it off and be like, okay, I'm good. Right. right. And so there have been times where it's like, I'm afraid to move because I'm not sure what the result is going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't have all of the answers. And I have learned on this entrepreneurial journey that that's not beneficial because I get more information as I go along, right? And that is something that I first read. Shea Bynes in her book, Grace Over Grind, she has a a statement about um, not waiting for clarity because clarity comes in movement. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly. But I read that maybe two years ago when the book first came out two three years and but i've now seen it and i've seen it even more vividly in my podcast that i just started in september and it took me doing seven episodes of the podcast for me to fully get to the point of marriage is a necessary part of my current assignment so i knew the love and freedom part And by the seventh episode, he was like, yeah, don't forget the marriage part. (laughs) Right. And so I I would not. And it was like, literally, as I spoke on the episodes, like God was revealing more to me. And as I would listen back to it to edit it, then I would get more clarification. So I would not have gotten to the point of adding marriage to the mandate had I not actually started stepping in the the podcast and then from the other part of it you know i 
like things quick. I, 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 you know, microwaves existed. I, I grew up with microwaves, right? So you can put a TV dinner in and you can have a meal <laughs> in like 10 minutes. I like quick stuff, I admit. But life with God, the faith journey, whew, mm. you got to have patience because God is not a genie. You can't just snap your fingers and God does everything that you want. Case in point, I mean, I got married at 40. My dream was to be married at 25. So, right? And so in doing that, you know, in being an, an entrepreneur, when God told me to leave my job, and start this business, one of the things that I was looking forward to was making more money because I was in a field that required a master's degree, but was paying the persons with master's degree less than the people who were only required to have a bachelor's degree. And I was like, this ain't making no sense. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work for myself. And so I expected to double my salary in the business within six months. Yeah. And that has not happened. Oh, yeah. so, so, I'm constantly like, yo, God, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I heard wrong because in my mind, the result of my obedience should have been more money. And when the right. And so when what I expected didn't happen, I assumed I heard wrong. And so for the past two years, God has been saying, you need to stop attaching your expectations to my plan because mm. I'm not going to reveal the fullness of the result that I have intended for the obedience. Just like you said, when he tells you go do the laundry or go tell your son you love him, you don't know what that is all about. But I, I'm sure that at some point your son is going to come back and say, dad, those times when you would randomly say, I love you, I thought you were cuckoo, but can I tell you, I was in my dorm room feeling so alone, and all I heard was your voice saying, son, I love you. That gave me chills, like, ooh, just saying that just now, because we don't know. And he may never say it, but it, it's probably going to have that effect. You know what I mean? And yeah. so we have to, tr and this is where the intimacy comes back again. When we know that God loves us, we begin to trust who he is. And if we trust who he is, then we're willing to obey what he says. Because even though we don't know the end result of the obedience, we know the one who told us to do it is good and he's for us and he means us well. And so if we do what he tells us to do, it's not going to lead to our downfall. Even if it feels like we've fallen down, God, I broke. But which, no, you're not broke. You just don't have the money that you think you should have, but all your needs are being met. Yeah. Do you know how your needs are being met? No, <laughs> but they're met. I love that. And you were talking about getting things fast. Like God has already done everything he's going to do. Like he's not, I don't believe he's mm -hmm. doing more stuff. The, mm -hmm. In the beginning, he created what? He, he he created the world. He created the earth. Like everything he, and then he rested. Like I'm I'm done. I'm it's done done creating. Now mm -hmm. he not just the physical stuff, but time as well, right? And so I believe that everything that God has for us is already done. It just hasn't been revealed to us yet, mm -hmm. right? Right. And so I, for for the person that's watching or or listening right now, I just want to encourage you that the thing that you're praying for. If it's in alignment with God's will for your life, I believe it's already done. Mm -hmm. it, you just haven't met it yet. 
So commit to the process. Yes. Commit to the relationship. Commit to the rhythm of God's grace. And when you do that, your time is going to be met up with God's timing and it's going to be like it's, it's going to be suitable. It's going to it's going to it's going to come together like a hand in glove, like like it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So don't don't try to rush the process. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from, I'm, I'm speaking from my heart right now, so it may, it may not be coming off as fluently or as intelligently as as I wanted to, but I feel like there's somebody watching this right now that's like I've been praying for this thing and it's just not happening. I, I've I've taken two or three steps and it's just not happening. Listen, believe me, I I understand. Mm-hmm. I I truly understand. With this podcast, it's the same way. I'm two years in. And I'm like, okay, in a year, I'm going to hit 100 episodes. Well, guess what? I'm not even at 80 yet. But in God's timing, it's going to happen. And I understand that when I'm obedient to when, when I'm obedient to whatever the moment requires, then that releases things to me. But if I'm always trying to fight against God's timing, it prolongs things. The work mm-hmm. is already done. Mm-hmm. The work is already done. You don't got to earn his love. You have you you you, you don't got to earn his his presence is already there. Mm-hmm. Just fall in line, uh, dance to his rhythm, and what what you're supposed to have, what he has for you is going to be released to you at the right and perfect mm-hmm. timing. Absolutely, I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, believe me, yo, I'm I'm Coach Jesse, but I'm I'm speaking from from my brother. I got my brother hat on right now. Believe me, when you obe- when you're obedient to his will, hallelujah. When you're obedient to his will and his timing, mm-hmm. everything he has for you mm-hmm. will be released. And the mm-hmm. word says that blessings will chase you down. So you don't got to go chase yeah, it anymore. Yeah. And it will overtake you, which means you can't even handle it. Come on. It's going to be like a wave. You can't mm-hmm. even handle it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a choice to either try to swim against the current or just bask and float in his goodness. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you that when that wave comes, when that wave comes, don't mm-hmm. try to fight against it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to put your hand on it. Don't mm-hmm. try to put your intellect on it. Just mm-hmm. ride that wave. Mm-hmm. Just ride that wave. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. All right, Carol. Mm-hmm. So we talked about a lot today, um, but I also want to give you an opportunity to share what you're doing, share your work, where the people can find you. <clears throat> okay. Um, like you said previously, I am a freedom coach and I serve in that capacity in a number of ways. I offer freedom coaching, which is one-on-one coaching for women, single or married, who know that they need to break free of some things to really live in the fullness of who God has created them to be. So, and I didn't mention this before, but my background is education as well as mental health counseling. So I've been trained in both of those areas. I have degrees in both of those areas. And so my coaching comes with that background, that foundation. So it's part teaching, part mental health strategies, and definitely all wrapped in the love of God and, and the word of God. And so we peel back layers of what's holding you back from who God created you to be. Who do you know who God created you to be? Well, let's start there. Do you know, you know what I mean? So I walk you through what does you and God look like? What does your relationship with you and you look like? 
and then your other relationships. Because God has shown me that he is a relational God. He has created us in his image to be relational. And our the state of our relationships indicate and or affect every other thing in our life. So if you have health issues, check your relationships with him, yourself, and others. If you have money issues, check your relationship with God, self, and others. So that's really what we're doing and I meet you where you're at. I meet you where you're at and I show up with whatever hat that you need. Just like you went from coach hat to brother hat, I show up with the teacher hat, the counselor hat, the the sister hat, the minister hat. I'm an ordained minister as well. Don't really talk about that, but I show up with whatever hat, the prophetic hat, whatever hat you need that God has graced me to have authority in, I use to bring you to where God wants you to be in the one-on-one coaching, freedom coaching. Also, I have a small group coaching program called Aitza Academy. Aitza Academy is focused on marriage preparation. And Aitza Academy is a more intensive version of freedom coaching. And it has the added bonus of, you get more teaching in Aitza Academy. It's a five month program and it involves teaching, group teaching. It involves accountability and encouragement of your fellow sisters in the cohort. The cohorts are small and intimate so that everybody has a voice and everybody's needs get met. And you have this group of women. I create a very transparent, authentic environment in which these women who don't know each other come together and they feel safe enough because that's God has gifted me to create a safe space for women to really show up, take off the mask, take off the pretense of I have it all together and just show up as your real self and learn of God's love for you, fall in love with God fall in love with yourself and really have a heart for the other women that you're journeying with women who want you to win as much as you. And often I've seen it. The women want the others to win more than the person wants to win. Right. And there's something about being in that environment that forces you to continue pushing when you feel like giving up. Cause it's a five month program. A lot of people are like five months. Oh my gosh. But like we said, patience, it's a process. You're not going to get transformation in two weeks. You're not because life is still going on. And so it's like, I'm giving you little doses of truth that you can marinate on, apply to your life. Every week we get together. And then each month I meet with the participants one-on-one because even though you're willing to share in this safe space. There are still things that are specific to you that you need that individual attention for. And so that is also what I do. And other than that, I have my podcast and my blog, Living Loved and Free with Carol G. And so all of these can be found on pathwayteam242.org. That's my website. Pathwayteam242.org is the website. I'm on Facebook. Carol Griffiths, as well as path.way. And yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn, but the things you find on LinkedIn also, what you're going to find on Facebook. So, and YouTube and YouTube. Yeah. I'll make, yeah. I'll make sure I'll put all the information in the notes. Um, so people can, can click and find you. You are a wealth of information, um, a wealth of wisdom. Thank you very much for your time. I think this is like the longest podcast I've done. I think it's for a reason. 
um, um, there's there's somebody out there that needs what you have, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that they hear your heart, not just your stuff, not just your content, but they they hear your heart. Um, because mm-hmm. as we know, as as kingdom coaches, it's not just about the content or the frameworks, mm-hmm. but I believe that God connects us at the heart, and so yes. Um, and so I want them to hear your heart as well. So thank you very much for your time. I know you're in Nassau. I can hear the water behind you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I think that's water. That's um, actually the fan. <laughs> oh, that's the fan? Okay. Well, you let me believe that it's water. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, that's the ocean breeze. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for your time. I truly appreciate it. You've been um, an awesome guest. And I'll make sure that the people who need what you have, they, they, they'll, they'll be able to find you. Okay? Thank you. All right. All right. All right, guys. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.